0: Well, howdy, folks. Here we be for Crabtree Sessions Thursday, Poetry and Written Word Night. I have a great guest for you today from the Allegheny Mountains of Pennsylvania in Blair County. Uh, Let's call him up. Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Move my camera around. Turn right on. Well, all right. there we well go. howdy, folks. Look at this. I think we got people yeah. pouring in there. And uh, so I was just given a little bit of an introduction, but cool. I didn't quite say your name yet. So, folks, welcome to another Crabtree Sessions. This is a, actually the second one, the Thursday. Poetry and Written Word Night with my guest, Jordan Tyler Temchek from the Allegheny Mountains in Blair County, Pennsylvania. Just plugging my thing back in there. All right. <laughs> well, howdy, Jordan. Yeah,
1: how's it going? Pretty good. I guess I'll, uh, yeah, I don't know, I'll uh, have much to say about myself, I guess. I'm, I've been writing poetry, I guess. I don't know, I've, I've been trying to think about like how to. Have, like I haven't really talked about it much, but like I, I, I wrote poems as a kid. Like it was a thing that I just always kind of liked doing. You know, kind of still eat always like goofy like shell silver's theme kind of funny poems. You know, yeah. and then I kind of never, you know, I stopped doing it for a long time. You know, like after junior high, I kind of never really wrote a poem again, and then. um in college, where I, w- I went back to college at uh, at twenty eight, and that was whenever I f- I took a class. And it was actually a sh- I took the class because it was a short story class, and
0: um... ooh, you just uh, cut out for a second there, Jordan. Oh, there you are. Yeah, for a second it cut out. Do so I need to like change a setting? up My phone like went to sleep. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe is there a way that uh, there's like a little time? Um, what is it? It's like yeah, it goes to sleep after like a minute or something. It shouldn't though. I think because <laughs> we we're, were just
1: talking for. Uh, when we yeah. Huh. I'm
0: gonna keep. Well, I on. don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep an eye on it, but I don't think it will. I hope it won't happen again, but. But yeah, go on. You were saying uh, you, about writing. And that's actually what I was going to ask you, too. So I'll ask you. But yeah, getting started. Uh, you said you were writing in junior high and stuff. Uh, but yeah, elaborate. Yeah.
1: yeah, and so like, I kind of stopped writing for a while. And then um, when I went back to school, like I said, I was, I can just tell this phone's going to do something weird. Can you come here for a second? Call my wife over to see if she knows something about a phone but It was just like. It keeps, like, you know, your phone, like, goes to the
0: black screen, gray screen, and then goes to sleep. I'm sorry, folks. i nice watching. Listen, see, that's what's cool about the live thing. You never know what you'll really get. You know, that's what I like about it. It's, you know, the unpredictability of it all. <laughs> but, yeah, for folks that's just joining, this is Jordan Temchek. Jordan Tyler Temchek of uh, the Allegheny Mountains. and Is it Blair? Yeah, Blair County, yeah. right? Yeah, Blair County. Yeah. Pennsylvania, yeah.
1: Um, let me just tell my wife what's going on with my phone for a second, right. so she can help me try to keep track of it. It's okay. it keeps going to like the gray screen, you know, and then it just goes black, and it's like disconnecting me. Like it's instead of just like staying in the app open.
0: Like, does that make sense? I think we still see it though, but yeah. But it's uh, well, I think it might be in something in your settings, I guess. Yeah. And If anybody out there knows, can you maybe solution. just be here, though,
1: and, like be able to tap it whenever it's going to go to sleep. That's going to be annoying, but that's all I can think of right now. All right, sorry, right, we'll go on. We'll we'll try to do this for now until we can think something better. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I we were I I was taking this class um and we were studying fiction and then we, uh my teacher took us to go see a poetry reading and um that's what I wanted to read first a couple poems by. Um, a poet named Leah Poulosowski, and uh, she was a poet in residence there um, that, sem- that semester, and uh, she, would, she was working on a book, and uh, anyway, I was just hearing her poem, just kind of were the, the first thing I heard that really uh, opened my mind up to, like, something you could do um, with the written word that I hadn't thought of before, you know, like, growing up, I grew up as a songwriter, like, that's what I always did the most of, was writing songs, and I never really um, put much into poetry. So, uh, yeah, this is... I'm gonna get a drink here. This is a poem by Leah Leopold Osowski called The Sky Speaks of Lightning. It's like a lynx scratch, like igniting ethanol-soaked roots, like being stabbed by an icicle. The sky darkens and speeds up its procession of clouds hustling them like school children during a fire alarm. It's like a whip gripped in an outlet, not a hand, like the opposite of plate tectonics, like cliff jumping stars. Does it hurt? We ask the sky. During some storms, it's like a migraine or graveling the palms in a fall. But other times, especially when the lightning is pink, it feels the sky blushes sunset and whispers wonderful. Our eyes widen. It's like thinking gunshot, then seeing fireworks. I don't know, I just always that poem was like one of the first ones that the imagery of the sky and thinking of it like personifying the sky like that was just Mm -hmm. um, such an interesting thing of playing with perspective that I don't know I never would have I've got one more here by her I'd like to share. This is called A Knife Speaks of Onions, uh, also by Leopold Ostowski. It's like falling through all of the floors of a 10-story building, like balls of moonlight, like running through a sprinkler naked. The knife flashes its metal parts. It's like unlocking a puzzle. Sometimes if the onion had a bad day, It's like watching a woman fall completely to pieces. Do you cry too? We ask. The knife shakes its blade. My steel is like wearing contact lenses. I'm unaffected. The onion, the onions make me feel sharp, smart. I feel in command as they scatter around me. But I always scoop them up with all of my length and let them fall in warm piles in their homes. I introduce them to transforming and they thank me in sweet smells. So it's the slightest push we ask. I suppose the knife responds. All the parts are there. They just need a tour of letting go. And that was kind of (laughs) like that was kind of like, uh, one of the first poems that just really, uh, I don't know, opened my head up a little bit in a different way. Um, and I, I don't know, that's what's so crazy about uh, just the written language or language in general. Uh, it's just really amazing how you could, you know, you could read one genre. Like, I, I I, kind of didn't really read anything but, like, nonfiction for a long time. You know, just read a lot of, like, biographies and and, I don't know, music memoirs and stuff like that. And... I didn't even really, really read that much fiction until I was older. Uh, but yeah, like that was kind of the first thing that made me go like, Oh, that's, that's kind of interesting. And, um, I think is what made me start wanting to play around with, with writing poetry uh, a little more seriously. And so this is one of my, my poems, um, that I've been working on a series, uh, I've been calling them the American meditations. I've had one poem from that series published, um, so far, um, I don't know how much they'll all call, fall within that title or anything, but uh, that's what the working title is right now, I guess, on the, the manuscript. So this is kind of one of the early poems from that. Um, and this is kind of, it was, it's my ode, to Pen- my ode to Central Pennsylvania is the name of this poem. I'm learning to love, listening to the sound of my own voice in English, American, North Appalachian, Pennsylvanian, Echoed in the Allegheny Mountains, on the ridges between yins and yuns, where trees signal change and temperamental shifts, glowingly or admirably stark, through hazy mornings and shining afternoons, year-long. At sunset, rock-bass slap against wavering blues and liquid concepts, eyes and mouths wide, seeking winged fulfillment. At midnight, stars glitter off ripples in the sky, and we're floating, transcendent, listening and whispering surreal vernaculars.
2: (laughs) Thank you.
0: I love that. That's awesome, man. I was just like, I don't know, I think last
1: last summer, like we were talking about, um, before we went on a little bit about the pandemic and how it kind of made you slow down. And uh, that poem, like, uh, it was me trying to, to just see how you know, look at the natural world around me and see it, you know, try to describe it as magically as it feels sometimes, you know, like, like that end there, I'm talking about it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I hope I anyway, it feels a little bit like that. But it's, um, that's what it feels like to me when I'm reading it. But the uh, I'm just talking about night fishing, really, you know, that feeling of being out on the water on a lake or whatever. And you are just kind of you can see the stars glowing off the off the water the same, you know, that's just a really cool, cool thing. Um, yeah, so that was, that was all that poems trying to do is try to and I think that's one of the things that's fun about poetry is trying to slow down um so anyway this is yeah. another
0: oh can um, i ask could i ask yeah. you one thing uh real quick uh so uh but is, is there good fishing out there in pennsylvania yeah there yeah. is so, so yeah because you're out there uh, so you're just towing a line out you know tooling around uh what's what your catching for fish
1: uh i grew up bass fishing was mostly mm-hmm. what i was doing um, oh
0: that's
1: awesome i've been getting into uh, since the pandemic. I've been. Uh, I got my dad's old fly rod and I've been kind of teaching myself how to fly fish now for trout but um yeah I grew up bass fishing was my main thing and we did a I did a lot of I guess brook trout fishing with a spinning rod too I guess but mm-hmm. yeah it's a big brook trout country around here and then we have a lake that's just like 15 minutes from my house mm-hmm. uh
0: with pretty good bass fishing Well that's awesome. Yeah, I got a, a captain who's just a big fisherman loves to fish, he fly fishes, he's been all over I think even yeah. out in Montana, which which so I'm always perking up whenever I hear this, especially trout fishing. Like you're saying, he's I think he's big into yeah. fishing trout, but um uh, yeah, uh, oh yeah. And the other thing is when you said about uh, when you first started hearing the poetry, because uh, you went uh, was it the reading of that woman, um her poetry? Was she like performing her poetry or?
1: Yeah, it was a she. Uh, yeah, she was the, like a guest reader, um on campus that semester. And she, uh, yeah, she was reading from that collection that I just read from. And uh, hearing her read those poems, it was just like, they just, just really blew me away. I don't know. I just yeah. really, something about them and um, just really got me.
0: Yeah, it's amazing what words will do. And especially uh, somebody that can create the feeling, you know, like I've seen people perform poetry and go to slams and stuff. And it's just amazing. Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely and that's what I love. And I've been like you said too with the pandemic, uh, you know, slowing down and doing that. You know, um, when you have time to try to just I'm writing like crazy too, writing poems and uh, fiction. I like to create characters and stuff. But uh, it's it's definitely amazing that uh, you were able to be in college, like you said, and somebody performed their poetry and then inspired you to you know take a take a go at it. And uh, you're definitely great. You definitely got the gift. You know, those two, <laughs> those two thank you.
1: I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I guess I'll read another one here. Um, this one's just called American Meditation Number 25. Um, this one was published in uh, an online magazine called Prime Number Magazine um, with a no- press down in North Carolina. Uh, I'm pretty honored to get included with that that group of writers. Um, so th- this poem's kind of just, uh, it was growing up, I guess this is kind of in my head. I was thinking a lot about that saying, you know, the boys will be boys kind of attitude. And I don't know, it's, it's kind of, I guess, irked me, I guess, uh, over the years. And um, le- let's, um, it, I guess I'll let the poem kind of speak for itself a little bit. But, it, you know, it, it can be a little, I guess, that saying, you know, how, how much, uh, can, you know, can happen because of trying to just say like, Oh, you know, that's just the way it's kind of an attitude sometimes or whatever. And growing up in this area in mine country, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy, like, you know, all of my great grandfathers were miners, a lot of my uncles, you know, great uncles and stuff all were. And so I don't think I was quite as aware of it as uh, when I was younger, but the older I get, the more aware of it I've been you know how much that influenced, you know the land, your landscape around you really influences you and the the what kind of work is going on in the place you live it It affects you in a way that you until you you stop and think about it, you might not um be aware always or whatever. and I guess this, that's that's kind of what this these poems were I was trying to do to think about these things a little bit deeper. Um, So, all right, this one's called American Meditation, number 25. July's evening sky swirled with colors that made me think of a friend who's not learning the sex of the child that she's carrying until December. As I sprayed water over the hostas that line our driveway, I grasped a purple bud between my thumb and index finger. I wondered what she felt. My mother used to get so mad, but I loved the gentle puffs, the bulbous buds released when squished just right. The little whispered explosions. And I thought of how perfect that lady finger fit inside that empty 22 shell. How it rested inside the cigarette holder of that ashtray like it found its truth. How it sounded, bang and ricochet, just like on Bonanza which I watched with my father when he got laid off. Then I thought of another time when I'd heard a different blast while standing in my grandparents' yard, how I'd known it wasn't from the nearby mine, even before the fire engines and ambulances screamed through the neighborhood, how the description of the contraption as it was relayed over my grandfather's radio was too familiar. I squinted into the glare and tried to remember which eye that kid lost, how many fingers. I couldn't recall, but I did decide that I'm going to pull up the hostas in the fall because I never liked where the previous owner planted them. Too much
0: sun. That's amazing, (laughs) man. Great imagery, great imagery, and actually, I've dug up some hostas before because of that. Yeah. I moved them, right? I swear. That, that pe- peonies too, but pe- peonies—I've yeah. dug up those, but those were just to move and put somewhere else because they were tearing down a barn. But yeah, definitely, man, beautiful. Oh, we we got some hearts there, Jordan. Hey, thank people, you. People giving those are pretty much, I think, like uh, you know, applause. Out there. Yeah. I and we do have, actually, back there, we got some, uh, the rock fingers, you know, like the yeah. like, rock star. We got right on. Cool.
1: Well, uh, to lighten the mood a little bit, this one's a little bit of a, uh, a little bit more playful of a poem. Um, we, me and my wife last summer was the first summer that we, like, we've had house plants a little bit. We've kind of not been very great at them generally, but, uh, last year we Uh, decided to plant a garden. I think a lot of people kind of did that last year. Um, And it was amazing how that I, I think this winter like has been hard because of not having the garden anymore. Like I got so used to my routine of going out and working in the garden, you know, and uh, anyway, (laughs) this poem came from that.
0: Imagine
1: a hummingbird. Imagine a hummingbird buzz up down all around wild flowers planted in our bed, where we listen to the zin, zin, zinnia, zinnia, ah, from the neighbor's chainsaw, sputtered trumpet blasts as that ruby throated moves, his needle nose pops, nods, dips, holds steady, circles, stuck. In the groove. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I was just like trying to have fun with sounds. I, there was um, I was reading a poet, uh, this poet Jim Wayne Miller. Um, he's a North Carolina, Kentucky. He's from North Carolina originally, and then uh, he's known a lot from he taught in uh, I think Western or Eastern Kentucky University. But anyway he uh, is a great appalachian poet and he has he does these crazy things with sound uh in his using a word to like <laughs> replace a sound and you know that was just what I was trying to do with that poem there mm-hmm. um, let's see what's moving on yeah, I'd like to read one from uh my professor actually uh that is who took me to the the, the class with Leah um the reader the reading with leah uh the class i was in with him and uh he is he i've told him before you know he, he he's somebody he's one of those teachers and one of those people you meet in life who just kind of like flips everything upside down for you and makes uh changes everything and uh so that's todd davis uh he's an amazing poet um, himself really accomplished uh and this is one of his poems that he wrote uh to another poet, a, a, an old uh, Chinese hermit uh, poet who's, you know, from like the, I can't remember what century, you know, centuries ago. Uh, and they found that his poems on uh, these cave walls, like Buddhist uh, monks found this guy's poems written on these cave walls, you know, and, and documented them all. And that's how we know them. And you know now, and it wasn't until the '60s that a guy translated them into English for the first time. Um, guy Gary Snyder. Uh, those are a great collection of poems. Cold Mountain poems are called. Um, they're just these like kind of meditations too on life and everything. And um, yeah, they're just really amazing. So this is a poem that uh, Todd Davis wrote um, called "Translation Problems." It starts with a quote from Han Shan: "People search for cloud roads." but cloud roads can't be found, Hanshan. All kinds of distances separate us, but a death more than a thousand years old. The oceans that roll between continents, covering a bridge that once connected our lands. When others sought you, you laughed and became part of the mountain. It's written that Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea took Jesus' dead body to prepare it with spices and oils. Did vultures and ravens do the same for you? A bird's song can be discerned by the tracks it leaves in the snow. What did the sky and the stars sing for your burial? I keep hoping in death the mountain will swallow me, translating my body into some new language. What's the word, I wonder, for the last poem anyone will ever write?
3: <laughs> Man,
1: I,
0: like, that's one of the weird
1: things with poetry, too, and, like, I think any writing, uh, it's a weird thing to to practice doing it out loud, like, reading out loud. You think, like, you once you, like, learn how to read, you think you're supposed to just, like, read it in your head, you know, mm-hmm. just read in your head or whatever, you know, but Um, poetry especially, it's amazing, like reading out loud, how you find the rhythm in words,
0: and, -hmm. yeah, I don't know. Oh, it definitely, it's definitely an art form, like you said, uh, with the lady that performed in front of you, obviously it moved you enough to make you further want to explore poetry and writing. Yeah. um, It's definitely amazing, and that's what I love, is the performance part as well, and the words. It's like uh, a great mixture when you get two going, you know, somebody that can Mm -hmm. perform, and like you said, with the sounds, you know, play with the words and the different things, it, it becomes a really fun thing.
1: Yeah, um, I always like 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 how why I wanted to do this and talk about like songs and poetry and stuff too. Like um, John Prine, like you're talking like what we're talking about. Um, my favorite, like my two favorite quotes when it comes to writing, um, that I think apply to like any writing really, but especially songwriting. Um, John Prine says, uh, like when he wrote his um, the, your verses, your all the all the words, you know, are the, the melody's in the syllables, is what he'd mm-hmm. say, you know? Like, you it's just, it's in the words. You just have to put the right words in together, and the melody's there. You don't have to, like, really think and play with melody.
0: It's just the words carry it themselves, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, yeah, anyway. He was a master. Yeah, definitely. He was a master with that, and the words, yeah. and wordplay. He was a poet himself, you know, just his songs of crazy poems. Like you said, Shel Silverstein, and, you know, they're, they're out there. You know some yeah. of the things that he thought of and i think i even read somewhere i'm saying sometimes he'd be writing stuff and he'd be like what the fuck did i just really write <laughs> that like yeah. that's just crazy i can't even admit or he's like maybe people should not know i wrote that or something along those lines because that's a just... great
1: segue for these yeah. poems actually these next two <laughs> <All right. Yeah. laughs> so that's, what, that's kind of how i feel about them myself i think in a way mm-hmm. uh this one i wrote um, this was wild. Like, this was my first experience in. Uh, like, I'd taken. Like, i have been in college classes and stuff. Um, but I got the opportunity last fall to write, um, to join a to with a group of writers um, called with Passengers Journal was the name of this journal. Um, and they did a writing workshop. Um, and it's just wild when you're put into this kind of like group of other writers, and you're all like, you're not competing, but you're all pushing each other to be better, you know, because you're reading each other's work it's not anybody saying anything to you. It's just like, you know, getting honest edits of your work is like, you know, it, it hurts a little bit, but it's, it, it makes you write better stuff for sure. You know, like, um, and it's why it's important to, you know, connect with other artists, I guess, and not just, you know, be a hermit always. But yeah. anyway, I, I'll, this is a, a poem I wrote, um, as a part of that, that workshop. Um, and I guess this poem, a little bit of a setup with it is just, I was kind of exploring this idea of, a lot of my my art in general i guess is like this exploring kind of this its nature and spiritualness i guess is like and you know just trying to find a little bit of peace or something and that that's something that's different than my writing in my younger years you know it was always just i was you know i wrote kind of angry punk rock songs and stuff and as i've gotten older i i um i don't know i i i want the message to be a little bit uh it's not even that I want to. It's just kind of a natural, I think, like survival instinct that it's lately or something of trying to be hopeful, you know. Mm. <laughs> it's so hard with with everything that we're, we're we're dealing with all the time. But you know, that's what it's definitely part of what it is. And so this was kind of exploring this idea of God and spiritualness, kind of all around us um, in a in a some of the darker aspects of God that we don't always like to talk about. Or if you no matter what, no matter what you believe in, whether you, I'm talking like you know, I don't mean any specific uh, form of God either. This is just kind of, um, I guess you'll see when I'm I'm reading what I mean. Uh, This is called With God, number one. I watched God crawl in and out of a closet through slats of cattails up mud banks over dresser drawers like a tadpole hot Down the hall, across, pillowed lily pads. I lost a lot of time floating atop indigo carpet. Stained darker shades in places. A trail glided down the hall, across, the living room, the woven rug. A great leopard slug cleaned after the dead. Down in the vents, above which I pitched a tent made of quilts, waited all night, huddled like an ice fisherman, drowsy-eyed, praying for a tip-up to spring alive. I love that. And did did that have a title? Was that a... Uh, was With God.
0: With God. Right on. (laughs)
1: Um, I I don't know. I was just kind of like trying to think of it as more of a character, I guess. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I love
1: that. Um... This is another one from, from that series. Uh, this is with God number two. This one I think was like the first time that I like felt like I, I was writing from a place of like this, like sorta, these like half truths and characters and stuff of, of like the place you grow up and kind of like, I think we, you know, we're like fed all these things on TV and different stuff that like, of what you forget like how crazy, you know, the place you're from really is and the stories all around you, you know, like, you don't need to like, watch it somewhere else. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's there, you can write them too, and stuff, I guess is kind of, I don't know, my my rant (laughs) on that. But this is uh, with God number two. I watched God swim like a carp in the big pond, hidden between stripping cuts out behind Conway's distributor, usually bought beer from Turner's though, went to school with his granddaughter. His wife's a notary, nephew, the sheriff, never know who it doesn't hurt to know. Rumor was McKinney's cousin buried a gator in a duffel bag of meth two Octobers ago, cause he knew McKinney couldn't wait and he hated snakes and cats. Called the Fuzz Lizards. McKinney never said shit to me about the meth, but he did admit he'd actually like to have kept that gator if it wouldn't have outgrown the cast iron tub in the basement. Judy told me he heard it, lived on fuzz lizards all winter. I don't know if I believe that, but you can get boxes of them for free in the back of the penny saver. I asked McKinney about it once, when we were shooting pool at the moose. He didn't answer. Someone else yelled, cheaper and kibble! And McKinney smiled, banked the nine-ball corner pocket. I spent most of this past July laid off, casting grasshoppers for bluegills, sitting on the north shore of the big pond, on that bench some folks stuck out there, a memorial, for the kid who drowned back in the 80s. Everyone always said the minerals from the mine made the water heavy and it sucked him under like a large mouth inhales a grasshopper. I also heard he drank a case of Genesee, did a gainer off the high wall where the mine company pushed all that shit they didn't want to haul to the other side of the mountain. I don't know what it matters. Never saw that gator. McKinney said he thinks last winter got him. I wonder if he saw the size of a carp.
0: Oh, dude. Is that, is that with God, too, you said? What's that? Is that with God, too? With God, number two, yeah. Number two, well, I'll tell you, that's my favorite one you've read so far tonight. Is that, <laughs> it, 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 just, it paints a picture, and I grew up all, all over a bit, but uh, at one point I was just in a milling town. And uh, I've been, as I grow, uh, I think you grow to appreciate things a little bit more. And you realize, like you said, it was like a TV show or a book, something you read. <laughs> the characters you ran into daily, you know, were definitely uh, people that I, I find myself thinking about from, you know, the old redemption lady, you know, to the person yeah. that worked at the Cumberland Farms or whatever. And as you get older, you you, you kind of remember them as characters. For sure. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but definitely that's uh, beautiful, and I, I like it. One of the comments in there was from a good old Colt Winter Lepley, and it said, Small town, Pennsylvania, living, baby. And he knows because <laughs> he's right there from the Allegheny Mountains as well. Yeah, um, he's just a couple ridges down. Yeah, you know? and w- which is neat because you two uh, know each other. You guys are kind of like pals, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, we became kind of quarantine pals, I
0: guess, in a way. Uh, yeah, just kind of became fans of
1: each other's work, and um, yeah, it's been cool.
0: Yeah, awesome. And yeah, that's him. it. Him.
1: So uh I guess moving right along. Um this is kinda of the guy this poem here is kinda of the poem that I think made me think it can be cool to write about not just like, you know, those stories like that, but just like your landscape and everything, kind of a really interesting way of looking at the landscape around you again. Um I'm a big nature poet fan, as you can tell, I guess. Uh and, uh, so this, this is by a poet named Michael Garrigan. Uh, and I, I will venture to say this is in this journal, North Appalachia, uh, North Appalachia review for anybody that's into Appalachia culture. Um, they just came out with this journal last year, um, brand new, but, uh, it's great for like app- the North Appalachian from like West Virginia up to no- New York. Um, there's just like amazing writers in here, um, all from all over. But I, I will say this poem. Uh, Michael Garrigan should be like the poet laureate of Pennsylvania for this poem. This is, that's why I want to read It's Just like, I think sums up this, this landscape, um, perfectly. Right. So this is called Post-Industrial Wilderness Rejoice by Michael Garrigan. I propose a post-industrial wilderness designation where we sing hymns of abandoned collieries slowly decaying into rocky soil strewn with concrete and shovels let us call these corrugated hillsides wilderness let us rejoice in rust let us rejoice in the stutter step cadence of walking rail ties that lead into headwaters trickling out of mine shafts covered by hemlock let us place limestone back into the water an offering a prayer of reclamation. Let us hail this river that was once alive, then killed, and now is burnt orange, but thriving with wild trout. And there, that's a midge fluttering above the neon oily sheen, but that's life, that's resilience, that's wildness, returning and spreading, and goddamn, that's beautiful. Let us bulldoze the dams, Let water run wild again. Let it grow, all of it, even the invasives. Let knotweed arc over thistle and beer can for what is native in a place that has been scraped and curled by furnace blasts. Let us lay in the debris of our consumption and smile when we feel worms between our toes, glass shards pushing into the back of our calf, a plastic lid Crinkling under our fourth rib, a cement wall in the kink of our neck, a fleck of neon light that never stops shimmering in our eyelash. Let the earth swear at us. Let us love these curse words. Let them become sacred lines, holy prayers that heal the cracks of our destruction. Let us rejoice in the harmony of mountain laurel and anthracite. Let us rename this slag heap with signs marking the boundaries of the abandoned post industrial wilderness. Let it grow.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know, it's just like walking all these like I mean you've probably seen my Instagram stories every once in a while like you know when I'm taking pictures out walking
0: the game lands like that's that's what he's describing. It's just, <laughs> and that's amazing when yeah, you read mind. something that does that. And then, so I'm going to dare to ask Colt Winter-Lepley out there since, like you said, he's right at, uh, what, a stone's throw from your county? Are you guys, like, sister counties? where Whereabouts are? Yeah. Right? I, well, I I live, so I grew up in Clearfield County,
1: and then Blair County is right, is Clearfield County is right like, Dead Center, Pennsylvania, and then Blair County is right below that, and then Colt um, is right on the southern end of Blair County he, Bedford touches right up against S- S-
0: similar though in uh, like you, he'd walk the same like he'd walk trails and it'd be pretty like the same thing or oh yeah for sure yeah i mean yeah, t- t- cuz t- like um this line here especially too
1: ran the mm-hmm. railroad um like where i'm near altoona here and i know he rides the he hops on um the amtrak it runs right through altoona here and mm-hmm. goes down to
0: bedford and that's what he rides the way up to boston when he goes well i like it, it says a couple ridges down he wrote an yep. old cold winter lepley and the cool thing about that is he's a folklorist too and there's rich history in uh pennsylvania yeah. in that way and, and you know i love i loved when i was talking to him and uh the pride he had and the folk that he knew and the stories and the history from the area and really uh perk me up because that's what i'm big on is storytelling and people you know realizing wherever Mm -hmm. you go like you said in your little village or town or community you know there's always you know some kind of interesting character that you know probably has stories to tell or uh could be told stories about
1: definitely yeah yeah Yeah. so this is my this is my last poem that i'm gonna share um Mm -hmm. and this is kind of my um I don't know, kind of like my writing, kind of like wanting to I don't know, like mimicking him, but like kind of writing in honor in homage of of what he was doing there, you know, looking at this landscape and my wanting to take my my, uh, my stab at talking about the same landscape. And so this is called coming down the mountain. Coming down the mountains, northwest face trickling, sunlight warms my cheeks. My feet follow deer tracks, eyes scan over rolling shores where bright blue laps and white caps are pulled in wind, clouds becoming more or less air. My ears tune for clarity in the static, the crackling of dry lichen, warm brittle hues rattle overhead, high shrieks and groans float from the stripping pond. I let the cicadas hum, flush out the muck. I let wax seep like sulfur pus of earth wounds, until clear thought floods my heart spring, rushes up my borehole, flows from my mouth into my head again and again and again, whirlpool collecting calm.
0: That's awesome. And I, and I I love it because, uh, like you said, you, you can be inspired. You know, you go out there, you're saying, hey, man, this is somebody. Because the guy, uh, the author, what was his name again? The poet. Uh, that, Michael the, Garrigan. Michael Garrigan. Nice. Yeah, Post-Industrial Wilderness uh, mm-hmm. by Michael Garrigan. Mm-hmm. And then so that that inspired you to, you know, walk out and uh, take a stab at It sounds great, bro. So, yeah. Let's take away do a couple tunes oh for sure for sure oh look you got some hearts you got some hearts and uh let me see uh see if anybody else wrote some stuff so what 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 you picking on there George? Uh, this is the uh i bought this guitar um
1: like I don't know five years six years ago now I was wanting a little guitar to like a short scale guitar to throw in the car. It's mm-hmm. a little Gretsch uh, Jim Dandy, yeah. and so it was like a you know not not a very expensive guitar. And it <laughs> Probably sounds like it too, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things you buy. It. I got this guitar, and I just like it wasn't meant to be like my. I didn't buy it intending it to be like my pick up and play guitar. It was supposed to just kind of be the camping guitar or something, you know. And then I just
0: kind of fell myself picking it up every day yeah see that's what's good about those parlor guitars like that so i i did i um i never actually bought a really nice guitar and i went out and bought a oh because i needed a guitar i went and found a guitar a big full-bodied old guild vintage guild from the same year i was born but uh, yeah. I like the small parlors because, like you said, you can just pick up and walk around. And so I'm big on like come, you know, noodling around, but start writing things or thinking yeah, of a character and create. It it's
1: you nice, like yeah. I have, and, I have a you know a dreadnought and uh, uh yeah I don't know. It's yeah. always I get I don't I get uncomfortable easy and I don't find myself wanting to sit
0: there for as long. Exactly, and that's that, that's why I got myself a parlor and they're great to just walk around and you know like you can throw in a car. You know, you can go on a trail, you can go for a whoop hike with a small yeah. guitar like that. So that's great.
1: Yeah, yeah, like I said, I just kind of, I don't know, found myself picking it up more and more. So uh, this is kind of segueing off of that. Like, this is a song, I guess, I just feel like I grew up uh, just kind of, like, knowing. Because, like I said, growing up, all these minors around... Uh, I I guess you just kind of learn, you hear those kind of songs, too. So
0: this is 16 Tons. uh, Mining for coal, right? In Pennsylvania? Yeah, Yeah, coal coal mining. Yep. Mm
1: -hmm. All right, this is 16 Tons uh, by Merle Travis. Uh, Tennessee, Ernie Ford is like the one usually everybody knows.
3: Hmm. Some people say a man is made out of mud. Poor man's made out of muscle and blood, muscle and blood and skin and bone, a mind that's weak and a bag that's strong. You load sixteen tons and what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt, St. Peter, don't you call me as I can go, I hold my soul. Company store. I was born one morning when the sun didn't shine. I picked up my shovel and I walked to the mine, loaded 16 tons of number nine gold. And the straw boss said, Well, bless my soul. You loved 16 times, and what do you get? Another day, older and deeper in debt, St. Peter, don't you call me, because I can't go. I owe my soul to the compliment store. I was born one morning, it was drizzling. Fighting and trouble with my middle name. I was raised in a cane braid by an old model line. Ain't no don't woman to make me walk the line. You'll sixteen tons, and what do you get? Another day older and deeper in that St. Peter, don't you call me, cause I can't go I owe my soul. The names, so. You see me coming better, step aside, a lot of men did it and a lot of men died, one fist of iron, the other of steel, if the right one don't get you in the left one. So it's 16 tons, and what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. Saint Peter, don't you call because I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. Thank
0: you. right right on and so so with that story isn't that a I'm trying to even really remember the full thing because what is it people are mining they're like yeah but they but they'd have to get all to even join the group to go to work you'd have to get all the equipment right is that what, so they'd have to go to the company store and they'd be like here you got this and this and this but they'd build up yeah right up, like I, so
1: like I mean there's different kind of levels of it but yeah that was like one of the um equipment, but like, I mean, their whole way of life, like, you know, clothes, right? yeah. like, it was a gen- regular general store. If you needed anything hard, you know, yeah, and or, you know, milk and eggs, it was all, you needed to get everything there. And so yeah. they, it was pretty much like Amazon, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> same thing now. Uh, yeah. 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 You just got to, you got some hearts a bit ago too. So people love that song, which is a great tune. Cool. Thank you.
1: Appreciate it. This thing, our weather has been going, this guitar, actually, I put new tuners, not like great tuners, but I changed the tuners out from the yeah. original ones, because the original ones were garbage and they broke. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's been going out of tune on me a lot lately, because the temperature is changing like wild. Yeah. It was like 50 degrees yesterday after we had snow for, you know, the last yeah. month. <laughs> yeah. So everything's going crazy. So this this next song um this is going to be original. All right. And uh this is called Be Like the Water and I guess I mean kind of like that that story you liked of the be like uh of the With God number 2. Um not not exactly like that but it's it's that same place, that same mm-hmm. time, you know.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: was the title of
1: that uh be like the water oh yeah be like Uh, the water
0: yeah
1: i actually uh wrote this song uh i first wrote that song um that's like a a really old song for me um originally uh i wrote it probably like when i was 18 maybe and uh oh i I like actually get a bunch of hearts sorry cool (laughs) thank you um but i was in a band uh back whenever i graduated high school i was like I started going to college and I was just going to a local, uh, nearby school. So I was living at home and commuting, you know, and uh, ended up reconnecting with a kid I was uh, friends with, you know, since like the first grade and uh, me and him were in a band when we were like 13. And then we started another band just the two of us when we were um, like 18, you know, and uh, I was called man with a mustache. My buddy, Justin Kashubik, he's got his own project too. He, uh, shout out to him. Uh, he, I, I, I'm, one of my proudest things is I named his his musical project, uh, his current thing. Uh, he's got stuff on Spotify and everything under Middle Dipper. Middle Dipper.
0: Nice yeah. one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that, that is a good name right there. And so, uh, yeah. So uh, what was your first, you said when you were 13, what was the first band name?
1: That band. Uh, that was uh, Yours
0: Truly yours truly and then you went into the man with the mustache or the yeah the man with the mustache yeah look at that see the evolution in band names that's it is a funny thing like you'll hear it even way back the you know they have the different names for all the first bands like the beatles and all them they all you know progressed into their official names later on but you know yeah all
1: right i'll try to do another one here um this is all like these are just like It was just all songs basically other than that one that um, I've never played in front of anybody. And this one, like I haven't played that song in front of people since I was like 17. This is crazy, but it's fun uh, sharing stuff with you. I'm very appreciative of it.
0: Uh, Uh, Well, well, thank you.
1: Creating this platform, uh, you know, for everybody for sharing art is really fun. So this is my song uh, that I submitted uh, to the Gems in the Rough contest. that's another thing, it's just like crazy how much good music is on one YouTube channel.
2: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is a song I submitted to that called Throw Me In. <laughs>
3: Oh
0: I, and I checked that out. I loved your, your, your submission, your video to that. It's it's great. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's a good. I don't know. Those things
1: are. It's not like you really like expect much generally. It's just like it. It gives you a good excuse to 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 do something that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise. You know.
0: Exactly. Oh, it's a it's a great thing they do there over there with gems and getting everybody together, and you know, and that's the whole point. It's yeah. it's definitely a beautiful community. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And you you, you get a bunch of hearts and then somebody did write man with a mustache. Say it. <laughs> Say it. So maybe that's is that part of uh, is that your buddy from uh, men? I don't you know. know who, it's fancy wrote it. Sixty. Uh, what is it? Tyler? Uh, yeah, it must be. It's Tyler. What? Something. Sure. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's my uncle. Oh, it is nobody. Yeah. Uh, no, it's what is it? Six sixty Sixty Tyler. Oh, 6-D, Ty, yeah, Tylee, that's illustration. style Yeah, 6-Style. Six six yeah, 6-Style, yeah. See, I'm reading it sideways. He's ways. a graphic
1: designer and everything, too. He's, he's another
0: oh, artist in the family. Oh,
1: that's he, he awesome. He gave me my first guitar, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Look yeah. at that. So, what's his name? Uh, his name's Jeremy Bratton. He's, he's a your graphic, uncle? Yeah, he's a graphic designer and, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, uh, howdy, Jeremy. Yeah. Uncle Jeremy. <laughs> Howdy, Uncle Jeremy. You know, that, that's really cool too. He gave you your first guitar, you know? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And he's a graphic designer because you, your art is mighty fine as well. There. Jordan. Well, I'll keep trucking along, eh? Oh, right, yeah. For sure. Uh, this one, uh,
1: this is a cu- one of the cover I wanted to play um, that I just never really played before in front of people, I guess, and I wanted to see how it goes. but nice dark song. Um, <laughs> this one just uh, really changed kind of song for songwriting for me a little bit, I guess um, it was really influential, I guess. Um, I had a I was in a painting class, actually in college, my first time in college when I was 18. <laughs> and I uh, I was in this painting class though, and every single day for like months, it was only Bob Dylan or NPR, like it, most of the time NPR, and so like we were just sitting there painting to like talk radio and it was really weird most of the time. But everyone saw a while, hip hop going on and that was cool. But that was pretty much all it ever was. And then uh, one day though we walked in and it was just like she puts on the music and you're just like what is this? You know it was just like and uh, I went up to her after class and was like what what was that CD you know the music we were listening to? And she was like oh that's Tom Waits. And uh, so she gave me this. CD. She pulls it out and just gave it to me, and it was just this burnt CD that just said TW on it. And so, like, I I didn't know what album it was, or I didn't know that it was an album, or I just thought it was like a burnt CD. She gave me a, like a mix CD or something. That I found out later that it was the album Bone Machine. Ooh, that's um, a great one. Yeah, that, that's definitely has stuck hand down my favorite album, Conway's uh, album. So this is
0: uh, my take on Dirt in the Ground. Oh, shut the front door. So wait, can I just tell you a little? We we, we just said segue and everything. It's the funniest thing. It's pretty neat. So everybody out there, I'm going to tell you a little story. Well, this is actually whatever anyways. It's storytelling, you know, poetry and written word. But yeah, that song right there is uh, nuts. So years and years ago with uh, Towns Tuesday, the co-host for Towns Tuesday, Abel LaBelle. When yeah. we were younger, I, I was out at his mother's house for him because he was out in East Madison, and he has a beautiful little homestead. Carmen, his mother, with a beautiful garden. Well, I'd go over as a teenager, and he, he's the biggest Tom White's fan I've known in my whole yeah. life, uh, other than his mother, I think, Carmen, and, and probably <laughs> his strange. dad. They, they're a family. They all have great taste in music, Those, uh, uh, his family, uh, Abel and yeah. his parents. But anyhow, I'm there. And for some reason hanging out. I think we even went out to the garden ourselves and we spreaded some mulch hay out in the garden first mom. We came in and we we're just teenagers looking to always, you know, sneak off with the vodka or whatever and you know, yeah. hoot and holler in the woods somewhere. Yeah, and climb a tree. You know, we're big in climbing trees, you know, a little bit <laughs> sure. inebriated. You know, you get a little you get a little inebriated <laughs> and climbing tree. It's a whole little different. It's a whole different ball game. But anyways, yeah. I'm over there and he's playing these CDs. Or he's playing not even CDs, it might even have been some records. And yeah. so that song pops on. And only one time, right? So I'm sitting there and that song pops on, moves me. For the rest of my life, until just last year or the year before, maybe we'll say two summers ago, I came back out here and I said, Yo, Abel. I said, hey, man, remember that thing? And I was trying to say, and I, could, I couldn't remember the song. I didn't know off all the albums. And I said, I've searched Tom White's, and I've looked through all his albums, and I've found yeah. this one fucking song. And it's something. And I'm trying to i foot and I'm like, doing my best Tom White's version of that <laughs> song. And then he yeah. instantly goes, ah, a bone. You know, he tells me. Because yeah. what is that off what album? Bone Machine. Yeah, Bone Machine. He's like, yeah, that's Bone Machine. And then I checked it out. But this is the song right here that Jordan's about to play that stuck with me from my teenage years all the way into my mid-30s when I asked uh, Captain Abe LaBelle, I said, hey there, Cappy. I said, what was that song? And he knew right off, this is the song right here. So, head
3: <laughs> What does it matter? Dream of love. Lives. We're all gonna be the same place when we die. Your yeah, spirit don't leave knowing your face or your name, and the wind through your bones is all that remains. And we're all.
0: Oh, that's beautiful, Jordan. I'll tell you, that was cool because it did it. It eluded me for so many years what that song was called, and I couldn't find it because I thought I'd searched every album. And then just a few summers ago, I brought it up, Dave, and he answered me quicker than shit. But I haven't heard anybody ever cover it. You know, I haven't heard anybody, so that was great. That yeah, was great. Cool. Thank you.
1: Well, I was planning on trying something weird. My my fingers are a little sweaty here. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pull it off. I've been my one of my quarantine hobbies here. This might maybe we'll lose all our viewers right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh no, I know you're a big fiddle tune guy. I've heard you talk about main fiddle camps whenever I've watched other shows with you. Yeah. And uh one of my little quarantine things I've been messing around with, uh, I, I started, I was listening to all these fiddle tunes and stuff too. I've been doing, well, I like to read folklore and stuff myself, you know, and uh, these like Pennsylvania folklore stories and I came across, through reading these old books, I came across these like old sheet music for like these old fiddle tunes and stuff and like, I guess that's what made me so interested in writing about, or like diving into these old time songs and stuff more and more too is like remembering, realizing it like, before all those guys got to Kentucky, you know, mm-hmm. like I have family that's been here forever. I guess this is a kind of a good talk for the song, but I, you know, I have family that's been in, you know, I have some family that dates back, you know, 1700, so like I'm aware of, you know, uh, they that history and stuff. Hmm. And, uh, were um, they,
0: were they Temcheps? Uh,
1: no, no, that side of my family didn't come for another 200 years. So what is my, the old
0: oldest yeah name
1: yeah like half my family I have like I have Scotch like Scotch Irish and German on and and Irish on one side and Welsh I guess a little bit and then the other side is um you, you we grew up thinking we were Ukrainian but I think actually we were kind of it's a little bit more blurry than that um as far as kind of Eastern European from the Carpathian Mountains kind of region or whatever uh, so I grew up you know with that kind of side of my family, eating the pierogies and the and all that kind of stuff, you know. So anyway, this is a long ramble. We're going to lose the people before I even play this song. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, this song, I guess, I've been reading this book, speaking of literature and stuff. Um, I've been reading, this, I was about finished with this book called The Overstory. It won the Pulitzer Prize, I guess, a few years ago, I think. Um, it's like the Moby Dick of tree books, basically. It's like 500 pages here just taking me forever. Our li- this is a ridiculous story. Our library, um, local library that um, actually had a flood about two months ago and has been closed for like the past three months, I guess, maybe. And uh, anyway, I, right before the flood happened, I had checked this book out. And like I said, it's like massive and I'm not exactly the, I read a lot, but I don't read very fast. And I never would have finished the book if the library wouldn't, wouldn't have flooded because <laughs> it gave me all this extra time to read it. But anyway, this song, uh, I started trying to teach myself how to play claw hammer on the ukulele. And uh, I'm going to try to do a little bit of claw hammer here for one little tune. Um, right. This is an original song um, that I kind of, I'm sure I'm kind of like stealing, you know, the it's just a basic claw hammer kind of thing. But I'm probably stealing the melody from something else. But uh anyway this but is that's, book of, music. I, I, that's book that's book music bro yeah and so that's that was kind of what i wanted to do i was trying to write a song like from that and, and so anyway I, I lost my point i was reading that book about the trees and uh and it's really powerful stuff like reading about the redwoods and the histories of american chestnut and, and uh you know environment and how we need to protect that stuff and um i guess that's kind of my whole point of that's one of the one of my points of Um, The things I care about a lot, you know, is trying to, the environment, I guess. So anyway, this is my my tree song. I actually call this the tree psalm. Uh, When I was trying to think of a title for this little song, uh, I came across this quote um, by a rabbi, actually. Rabbi Jill Hammer. A psalm is a cry from the heart bursting upward through the throat into song. And a tree, too, is a burst of life moving upward toward the sky. So this is tree song.
3: through my leaves, don't make a sound. Are you listening? Those leaves are brown, and all my leaves are on the ground. Yeah, all my leaves are on the ground. Are you listening?
0: Hear them
3: cry out. The history is all around. Yeah, history is all around. All leaves are green. All leaves fall down. It's all around, yeah, history is all around. Mystery is all around. No mystery, keep branching now. No mystery, keep branching now. No mystery, keep branching now.
0: Oh, I love that, man. I'm glad you shared that. And, yeah, uh, thank you. and, and, and it's amazing because, yeah, like you said, the trees. And so that's tree song, you said? Yeah,
3: P-S-A-L-M.
0: Yeah, yeah, tree song. song. Yeah, song. And uh, and yeah, the American chestnut, redwoods, all of them. It. It's amazing. Uh, the wisdom in trees, really. Uh, look, you get a bunch of hearts. And actually, I wanted to read out some of these comments because they're so great. So we got... We got. I got so one. I gotta, more. Re- this
1: is my last song, if that's all right. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Then if you want to play, but yeah, 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 yeah. I just oh. want to give. Let, let's do one little thing though, real quick, because Patrick Millen, fifteen, might be your aunt. He might be related to you because he wrote Scott. I, he wrote Scotch, Irish, Welsh, German. Thinking we had a little Ukraine describes my family tree perfectly. So look at that. You guys might be long lost relatives. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, play one with Howdy. the course about Ohio. Somebody wrote. That was your uh, your uncle, I think, with the guitar, and then huh. so you got much love Jordan, kick ass by T. Burler. but these are all great folks writing some stuff. I just wanted to shout out because I, I I love this. Uh, I love Patrick Millen. You know he's uh, out there. I think in he's let me see because he's uh, he's out in Wyoming, and I think he's in school. I'm not certain, hey. but howdy Patrick and. Uh, Shout out to you and uh, Yeah, I mean, this has been fun. right, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's been a great, it's been a great time for sure, and that's what I wanted to say about uh, you know, uh, it's just been amazing you sharing uh, your poetry and your writing and even story, you know, because music and writing songs and writing, you know, lyrics is all it's all a big part of you know being creative and telling Yeah. telling. You know, storytelling. Like you get more hearts. Everybody's blowing up your hearts. Appreciate it. Yeah,
1: it's just. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. So humbled to be invited on here with this little project you've cur- curated here is really. Uh, you've got some really incredible people on here, so I'm. I'm just really. Uh, happy to be asked, and um, yeah, it's been really fun. It's, it's been exciting to like have to. Try to think about you know getting stuff together again for the first time, and like I said, like you know. Playing, going from playing some open mics and stuff, mm-hmm. and then like everything shuts down again, and then uh, you know it's just you know everybody's kind of learning how we go forward from uh, in life, I guess. But it's already get all dark
0: there on the. <laughs> on oh the, I, no 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 that's exactly the truth though the resilience and it's amazing because we we are communal folk and we want to connect and it's been a beautiful thing that. Uh, the internet, that's one thing. It can be a hindrance towards creativity, but also it can really help and uh, inspire. And that's what I've used it for in the past bunch of months is meeting all of these beautiful folks, you know, the Colt Winter Lepleys who just actually wrote, great sesh, fellas. Good on you and fine show. So he wrote that, but it's folks like that in, and you that I'm, running into, appreciate it. that I'm running into weekly and it's been pretty amazing because then I, I get inspired. It's like, I don't know, Jordan, Tyler Temchek check much but then I get these few days where I like you know where we talk a few times you know you share me share some poetry your songs and then I get a little piece of get a little piece of Jordan or a little piece of coke and um and it's just been a wonderful thing because I'm out here on an island and an island can make <laughs> it can make you yeah it can make you feel isolated sometimes you're sitting there you're down on Crabtree Point in this cottage and you're like hey and so it's been amazing to um, connect with people and like-minded folks that like to write and sing and tell stories. And then uh, we got Patrick and he wrote, Crabtree Sessions continues to roll on with amazing folks. Thank you, guys. Look at that. Well, thank oh, you, thank Patrick. You. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's – all, that's the other thing. Is it's the, awesome. The people tuning in has been amazing too because they're becoming, you know, my friends as well. Like, I haven't yeah. met Patrick in person, but anytime he makes it north, you know, to the northeast, I want him uh, definitely hit me up and head to the island. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well, I say the weirdest for last, I guess, is my, my, uh, my little like offering of to the the strange <laughs> alien songs. <laughs> that's what basically, that's, there's a, you anyway, sorry, I'm rambling again. Um, this is what I wanted to say about this song is, uh, you like this with God, Holmes, um, and I was basically, I took those same lines that. Kind of that that concept a little bit, and I kind of wanted to play with it and see. Um, actually, a interesting thing happened with the pandemic. Um, I got a a postcard in the mail from my a childhood minister, like uh, somebody I hadn't seen in you know fifteen years or more, mm. um, and I have not even like she hadn't even been like at a church I went to since I was like you know six or something. But anyway i got this postcard and she kind of questioned me on the she had read some of those poems and she kind of questioned me on it on like the darkness of what I was talking about there and stuff. And so I kind of wanted to see if I could talk about it from the other side, you know, and mm-hmm. so that's what this poem is, or this song. Okay. And uh, this is called Let It All Wash Over. Mm. and you're like can i show this to people will they like it or will they just go what is this
0: <laughs> well those are the best i'll tell you i write songs like that and i don't share them and then i i always regret it i always say man because it obviously it came up for a reason like you're getting yeah. a bunch of hearts There's thank people, you. people loving it and so so let's talk a little bit about your art real quick jordan if you don't mind so jordan's also sure. an amazing, amazing artist and uh it was pretty cool I, I i invited him on to the show and stuff and then all of a sudden um, right you know the day we start promoting he, he sends me th- this picture right here you guys see that and uh it's awesome for crafty sessions but my likeness is amazing where people that saw me <laughs> chuckled and they said man i know that sweater you wear that sweater so you, your yeah. attention to detail was awesome and i love the is the water separation and then go go to you let's zoom in on you for a second and there's jordan there he is in the allegheny mountains the folk singer and writer and my a squirrel uh, playing the acorn caps yeah play the acorn caps but that's awesome and so you've done other uh i've seen i looked on your instagram page and everybody else i i suggest you guys go over there and take a look take gander he's got some great artwork (laughs) great great music but uh your art is really neat. I love the, you know, is that, so those are scenes inspired by uh, Pennsylvania, I imagine, right? You got, yeah, a lot of them are, yeah. I mean, some of them I'm taking, I mean,
3: like,
1: I was, some of those photos I took from, like, Pennsylvania Game Commission website or, like, you know, the Pennsylvania, like those kind of sites, yeah, I like yeah. to go on those kind of things and see, like, I like, uh, yeah, looking at nature photography and stuff to get inspired for whenever you're, especially when you're cooped inside or whatever, like, I, yeah. I sit and watch, like, you know, I'm either
0: watching music stuff or I'm watching like fishing videos and stuff. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Well look uh
0: that's awesome. And um so I, I loved uh you have the ones with the big deer, the big antlers in the background and then uh the beautiful yeah. beautiful art. And you you also did a poster, didn't you do a poster for uh, Lily Hyatt at one point or did yeah. and, and... that was
1: probably that's like uh probably up until getting asked to do this, that was like the craziest thing that um <laughs> at that got at, uh yeah, it happened with art for me. It was just kind of wild. I, um, I was doing it during the, at kind of the beginning of the pandemic, I guess. And uh, I did this picture. Um, I had seen a picture on her Instagram of some other fan had made a, uh, like, um, little bandana for her cat that they- also in her. Um, and so I, like, was I saw that picture and I thought it'd be funny to kind of make it or um, like a you know the pandemic version of it, so I made it did a version where I made like these kind of masks that you could take mm-hmm. on and off of the picture. But I did this picture of her, and I just just like because of I was bored and I wanted to do something, and I'm a big fan of hers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I just yeah posted it, and she reached out to me, and um, a little bit later, and really liked what I did there, and asked me to do a poster for. Her. So I did a post. It's crazy, it like the connections of things um, that happened because of the pandemic, like that. Yeah wouldn't happen otherwise. And the the poster like what it's so weird, like talking about history and like weird things like I feel like a little tiny small part here, just being connected to her through that but she also the show that that was for was the exit in, um, which is awesome. I'm really one of like my really proud things is that that um, is on Bandcamp right now. She recorded that concert. Um, and you can go check out my artwork as well as her whole album, you know, that live show, mm-hmm. but it was uh, filmed at the exit Inn, which is like, you know, Willie Nelson, you know, Christopher and all those guys yeah. played back in the day. And I mean, rock bands and stuff too throughout. And um, now they're they're up for sale right now, uh, down in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, it's crazy The chief just did that this summer. And now that place could disappear, possibly
0: disappear. Yeah, which is a tra- tragedy right there with places like that should stay, you know, historically, you know, preserved forever. I imagine. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, that, that's an awesome story. And I, I got I chuckled when you told me, you know, because it is it's a connection. But it's because yeah. you got creative. Like you said, you had the time to be still, you know, quiet and say, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some art today. You know, yeah. and the, the, that's one thing I noticed the pandemic's probably done because it shifted a lot and changed people's regular routines where then all of a sudden they're like, hey, I'm going to do some art today or I'm going to go, you know, watch the birds or something, you know. So I've seen people uh, take it and get inspired. But yeah. it, it's definitely a beautiful thing. And I, I, I love all the art behind it. And I love that poster. It's like my favorite thing, uh, yeah. you know, because it does. Uh, it kind of puts the epitome. It's like I'm here on an island. And then all these people that I'm meeting and guests, you know, are off there and we're connecting, you know. So it was no, i a, find a, it. I'll send you. A, I'll send you a picture later of
1: the my little before I did the real one. the yeah. A little sketch. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but I actually wrote hermit to hermit because I'm a <laughs> hermit here in the mountains at the yeah. top.
0: <laughs> You're a hermit on your island. Exactly. Like, hermit being I mean, what I was thinking yeah. whenever I was making that was hermit. hermit. Well, awesome. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's definitely definitely how it feels sometimes, and it's definitely a beautiful uh, beautiful poster. And I, I love it. Yeah, I'm glad it was fun. Yeah. And so, so, so before we do go, I did want to say something because obviously we're doing written word and poetry and everything like that. And uh, yeah, about how uh, we just lost uh, Lawrence Ferlinghetti um, yesterday. Uh, it was it yesterday or the day before? One of those, uh, just. Yeah, it was just in the last uh, the last two days. Months. It My might day. even yeah. been yesterday, but but amazing poet and writer and uh, definitely an insp- inspiration to. Tons of uh, writers, but also musicians, you know, and a whole generation, the beat generation. And uh, there was something that I guess he did, he was quoted that he said, That poetry is the eternal graffiti written in the heart of everyone. And uh, I totally believe that, you know, poetry and words definitely are like that and they connect. And like you said, from that woman that you first you know, heard uh, performing or poetry, it definitely sparked something in you because it was relatable or you felt something from a moment and that's what poetry can do or writing can bring you to a moment that you sent something or that poem. I think you said the one you have, what is it? God to the one that I had mentioned the best. It totally, yeah. you know, that that I still love and I want you to send, if you could send me a copy or uh, tell me where I can find that one. To, yeah, for sure. You know, cause it, it's t- such a beautiful You can find poem. those ones
1: actually through my website. Um, mm-hmm. You go to, um, I got a YouTube link, I guess, in my Instagram thing right now. But if you go, uh, uh, I'll put the I'll put the link back up to my website here later. Um, but yeah, it's just just Jordan Tyler Temchak, uh, dot WordPress, uh, mm-hmm. dot com And if you go there, you can find links to um, my art, bait, my art stuff. And then I'm working on getting Etsy and stuff up to do my um, to get some art to start sharing it around a little bit and stuff, and playing mm-hmm. with making some stickers and things. And, oh, that'd be uh, awesome! i would exploring
0: a little bit, seeing when I can come up with you know just having fun yeah so folks out there too you can see uh you know see his work and his you know instagram and all these places he had just mentioned and you've had some stuff published you would said right and uh so is that probably late yeah. for your stuff yeah yeah uh, those phones are all if you go to the website um you'll
1: be able to find links to all those phones that are that are out right now
0: awesome and so anybody out there if you're doing something and you realize you need a poster or something definitely that's what i've recently i had a friend it was awesome made me some uh what do they call the vinyl stickers and I yeah. from green star green star out there in uh, tahoe california she made me these awesome uh you know and that's what i've been recently real you know like you said uh, this internet thing is great for connecting with people and you know <laughs> i i got this awesome cool poster that you just sent I me mean, you know that you just made is pretty cool so you yeah. know uh, definitely loving it and uh but yeah ch- check out it all the, yeah definitely put a link up so we can see that in your thing yeah and, uh, yeah, I'll do that. Awesome. Right on. Look at this. So, well, I guess do uh, you, you want to, want me to close it out or? Uh... Yeah, I'm all I'm all out of.
3: Oh, you're all out.
0: of Everything. All right, ready. Well, hey, thank you, folks, for joining us tonight for the second. This was the second Crabtree Sessions Thursday Poetry and Written Word Night. Which there'll be more of these, so stay tuned. But they're the last Thursday of each month. So they'll be the last thursday of next month and uh, i'm looking for poets and writers you know if you're interested in coming on and performing and um reading you know reading some poems reading some even short stories even jokes if you get some jokes you know this is like a many many things really just be creative come hang out with me yeah. on a crowd treaty sessions thursday but thank you so much jordan tyler for, for coming on here and uh I super enjoyed it, and I, I'm still blown away by all your poetry in the beginning, and also just your story. And it's been great hanging out with you and getting to know you a bit. And then you're out there in the Allegheny Mountains, and I'm up here and on an island in the Fox Islands, and we're connecting over the interworld web. You know, So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been pretty amazing. And uh, sure. so, so keep on shining there, Jordan. And I thank, uh, thank yeah, and thank you guys for joining in, and uh, stay tuned for what Crabtree Sessions has got going on and what. Uh, Jordan's got going on and um, I'm looking forward to seeing more music by you and more art by you there Jordan. Sounds good. All right well hey have a great night have a great night folks and uh, see you in the next line.